alert. This is the only fucking podcast about the Sopranos. So what, no fucking ZD now? Tonight on No Fucking ZD, we'll be talking about the new vodka, our stupid Yadro, and John Philippe, your home. I guess we just lucked out to be rich and live in a big house. It's an all-new episode of No Fucking ZD. A bottle of whites. A bottle of red. Perhaps a bottle of rosé. Oh, how you doing? Nice to see you there. Nice to see you here. I didn't see you come in. <laughs> Just listen to some Billy. Oh, of know. course, sure. Uh, welcome to No Fucking ZD episode, I think 45 we said. I've already forgotten. Um, we are here to discuss a little Artie Bucco, a little Tony and uh, Gloria stuff, and uh, and AJ's new girlfriend. Everybody hurts. Yeah, everybody is, hurts. Is the episode. And I got to say, I'm, I'm happy because this one was also written by Michael Imperioli, right? Yeah. So this one was a, a bit more of a slam dunk. It was, yeah. Like, it's like my least favorite, most favorite episode. Yeah, like, I remember liking it a little bit more than I did when I rewatched it earlier today, but I still <laughs> yeah. do really like it and really love the Artie storyline and, uh, I mean, you know, mostly that. And then I also like, I like the Tony stuff, too. I mean, it's it's always cool when they, like, mid-season, they kind of step away from all, like, the real Mafia stuff and just have, like, a straight Tony character thing. Yeah, it's a Ralphie Free episode. Uh, he's got that one scene, which is a really good scene, actually, when Artie comes to to try and borrow some money from him, but yeah. Okay, never mind. Yep, you were completely <laughs> wrong. Oh, you're embarrassing us. Um, no, I can't. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it just totally like, it's like it's a total psychological character-driven episode, which is always kind of cool, and like Tony kind of comes off like a crazy person, uh, but he's also really relatable at the same time. He is a crazy person, that's the yeah, other thing. right, so, he is. He's got that. Yeah. Um, but let's, uh, let's go ahead and I guess just jump right into it. Um, we go, uh, I am. Okay. Here we are. Uh, so Artie, man, Artie, uh, getting in way over his head this episode. So we're overdue for some good quality Artie time because yeah. he's, I mean, uh, what's his name? John Leguizamo. Uh, yes. That's him. <laughs> John Ventimiglia. John Ventimiglia. <laughs> no relation. Uh, uh, they're cousins. They're, they're yeah. Second cousins, cousins cool. twice removed. Something cool. like that. Yeah. Dating back to Africa yeah, or something. Who knows? Uh, so uh, he is hilarious. He's one of the funnier actors on the show. Yeah, big time. And I love that every now and then we have this opportunity to, to where they get showcased, their comedic talents get showcased. We get that every so often. More often than not with Chris and Tony, but mm. but sometimes you get like a Polly episode or something mm-hmm. like that. This is one of those fun little departures where... You know, life ain't so easy for the little guy. No, <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean. Not at all. Yeah, uh, yeah. Art is uh, he's 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 in some shit right now. I mean, his wife, his estranged wife, uh, current coworker, is uh, God, that's is, rough. That's gonna be real rough. We've yeah. all been there, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and of course, we've all also had daughters who need braces for ten thousand dollars for some insane reason. Oh, dude! Um, holy crap! I was one of those daughters once. Yeah, same. I same. didn't. I mean, I hated it, and I like. But the irony of all of that is that it's so expensive. Like the parents have to pay for it just for you to be in pain and mm-hmm. be embarrassed sort of yeah. for like four or five years. Uh, yeah, I guess it, it, it depends, right? Did you did you have braces? I, I had braces and I was one of the unlucky ones who got them late. Like most people get them between like 13 and 15. And I think yeah. I got mine when I was 16 or something like that. <laughs> so I was like the last one to get them. And then I, I got them off maybe like right before I graduated high school or something oh, like that. Oh, thank God. Or like early senior year. I don't remember now, but. I always, it, I, I can't imagine like being a, an adult and going back and getting braces. You yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's something, I, I guess it's a, an important thing. I don't know. They say it's good for like your nasal passages and. Oh picking up chicks yeah that's what the, the orthodontist told me like you're gonna pick up so many chicks once you get these off and i was like all right i'm there okay uh as i'm sure that he's telling Artie's daughter as well that yeah she was gonna pick up so many chicks we after never that. really meet kiara she was on mm. the soccer team mm-hmm. and she then was, she was 
Tony's daughter's soccer teammate. Right, right. So we see her once, and then like, is there one other time she's she's at the she's she's probably in the restaurant, like in the background, in one or two like, scenes, like on a coloring book or something. Yeah, that's I'm kind. Of, that's exactly what I was picturing. So maybe I think that's from a big <laughs> fat Greek wedding. Okay, okay, different, completely different. <laughs> or every restaurant movie ever. Right. But John Ventimiglia is funny as fuck. He is. Yeah. He's he's amazing, and the scene, like just the the way that this episode was written, mm-hmm. works out so well. He thinks he's going to show everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's a little sad. <laughs> he gets his ass handed yeah. to him like more than once. Uh, yep. Uh, and this is his chance to basically try and live that Tony Soprano fantasy that he's had since like since the soccer episode, probably season one. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it does not go well. And he's also totally just being like he doesn't even realize it. But Elodie, the the hostess, is just completely just has him has him wrapped around her finger. Yeah, um, it's really sad. Yeah, she, she's so cheesy and just like. I don't know. Yeah, but she's a cutie though. She's a, they're, and, they're always cuties. He's, yeah, that's that's like his arc is let he hires a hostess and falls in love with her. Yeah, and exactly. then somehow his machismo doesn't work out and he ends up feeling bad about himself. Yeah, I feel like that's that's the way it works. Yep, I guess we're done then. <laughs> that pretty yeah, much yeah, wraps exactly. it up. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, she's kind of like a um, Evan is running away from me right now. He's screaming and just ran away. And just slammed the door and he's gone. Um, yeah, she's kind of like this like Adriana stand in in a way, you know, like she worked there and he was like totally in love with her. And then now like, yeah. you know, it's just it, it, she sort of replaces Adriana in more than one way, I guess. Well, you know? if he's and not this, getting fucked over by someone like that's banging his hostess. It's mm. something that's related to his hostess. In this case, it's mm-hmm. Elodie's brother, right? Yes. Yeah. Who, uh, you know, I mean, come on, from the get-go, we we know we probably shouldn't trust this guy, but... Uh, French. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but... Uh, <laughs> Build the wall. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Um, but, you know, this whole thing is is fishy, and he should have he known that. It's totally ridiculous. And, yeah. it's, and also, the whole thing is they're not scamming him on, like, you know, Men in Black DVDs or something like that. They're scamming him on his business. Like, right. He should know that this was pointless and like he has an understanding of how this stuff goes. Like, yeah. And he just got this he just got this whiff of of crime and cash and this French woman. Right. And like (laughs) it just intoxicated. He was just totally seduced by the whole thing. They marked him like real good. Big time. The problem is he's not just uh, he's not just some citizen. He was a somebody. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's why I love like, you know, Ralphie's Ralphie turning him down and, and, you know, like he is, he's kind of protective, protected a little bit here through Tony. Um, so I guess that makes him feel like he's a little tougher than he actually is too. Right. I mean, I feel like he sort of resents that though, because like, mm-hmm. I feel like he, I mean, Ralphie does have a little, I mean, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Artie has kind of like a, a death wish thing happening a little bit, mm-hmm. like not literally, but he wants to kind of stare into the abyss a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like the the rote kind of repetition of life that he has going that seems to be very stable aside from his marriage hitting the rocks. Right. Um he just he's antsy and he sees all these people around him doing all this stuff and like raking in money. Yeah. I mean, did he really think it was going to go well deep down? I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good point. I don't, I don't know either. I, don't, I don't, like Like he I, went to Ralphie first, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As opposed to Tony. Right, because he doesn't want to fuck Tony over just in case, I guess. So, yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. But I mean, yeah. It's probably a lot of, like, uh, I, I don't even know if he was thinking of, like, being rich necessarily. I mean, that's definitely part of it. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, it probably is kind of, like you said earlier, like, a nice, like, you know, it's like Artie's, like, re- fantasy revenge or story, I guess, yeah. in a way. Where it's yeah. kind of like, yeah, like, see, guys, like, I'm, I'm cool, too. Like, I'm, I I'm did it on my own without Tony. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, it's, it's a, this is a huge wake up call for him in this episode, I guess. Yeah. Um, clearly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He winds up having a pretty hard time. Yeah. He just, he doesn't know the ropes at all. I, I love him like trying to negotiate how much money it's going to cost to, to, you know, loan the, loan the cash to the guy, which is kind of like $10,000, but he like covers his mouth a little bit there and like, and he's just really bad at negotiating and, and just can't terrible. do it. Needs to go to Tony for advice on like what to do when the guy won't call you back. You Tony's know, a, Tony does give him like really sound advice, though. Yeah. And, and this is actually a, this scene. I've used that advice as as a freelancer, actually. Yeah. Like the whole, the, the whole I'm serious. The whole thing that that Tony says when when he's like, now you got to like 
like the thing is they start to fall behind. They act like they're doing you a favor every mm-hmm. time they pay you. I've been in that position. You oh, know yeah, what I sure. mean? And for like, sure. and like, you gotta, you gotta get your hands around this thing. You know what I mean? As Tony yeah. would say, but that's not bad advice no. when people owe you money because I've definitely been in that position and been the, the debtor where I'm like, it, you know, you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm paying you. Here you go. I'm doing you a favor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think about that pretty often. Yeah. Tony, Tony has those moments where he has like super good life advice actually. And well, like managerial a, advice. There's too. a reason why he's where he is. Yeah. That's why he's got the top tier position. Right. Yeah. So, um, but just the fact that Artie needed to learn this just kind of shows even more that he just doesn't know what he's doing. And, um, and he, as we see in that scene where he finally goes in uh, and confronts Jean-Philippe, <laughs> he doesn't have the muscle to back it up either. He's, the fucking, he's so funny, like him getting ready in that mirror. Oh, it's fantastic. He's terrified. <laughs> and then he gets his ass kicked. He does, yeah. I love when he, he like kind of does this whole big tough speech to the mirror, but just the way he sits down and crosses his leg and then like has a cigarette and like rests his hand, his, his uh, head on his hands is, yeah. is so funny. It's so, so funny. It's hilarious. And, and then I love the fact that he gets there and you think that he might, he might chicken out and not say the stuff or say it wrong or something, mm-hmm. but he says the two lines like yeah. verbatim. They're but, just not as, as tough or, yeah. or whatever as he thought that they would be it kind of falls flat and the guy's like what Jeff Philippe you're home <laughs> he's just like relieved almost yeah he's like, oh, exactly. God, you're okay I've been calling um yeah it's fucking great I like I you really have no idea where it's gonna go when that first when that scene first starts because like he could just get his fucking it could have been worse you know like yeah. I, I wasn't sure what to expect there or like he could have really accidentally like you know, kill the guy, you know, just like knock something over and, and, and something falls on the dude on John Philippe's head. And then, and then Artie's in some deep shit. We're in the pine barrens. Again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, it's just such a funny, funny scene. And you know, the, like this guy just, John Philippe just doesn't understand like who the people, uh, who, who Artie's working with, you know, mm-hmm. he, he tries to just pass it off as like a business venture, which it is. I mean, like, you know, rich people, I'm sure, uh, lose out on little little investments all the time well, that, that's little, a perfectly say, legal way of scamming people in a lot of ways like too, you say yeah. that there's an investment and like oops it didn't work like right i knew I, I heard of people growing up that that were there's like this roving family of like restaurant developers and mm-hmm. they'd like they'd like get it going and then be like oh something happened we can't do it we're leaving town you know what i mean right. and they were like well known for doing this like but the thing is that like you know, he scammed Artie and he already was like a perfect mark, but for right. some reason, and clearly this guy's very experienced at this. And for some reason, um, he doesn't realize that Tony is going to, going to wind up intervening. You right. Know what I mean, because he, he also doesn't realize that the money came from Tony Soprano. I guess not. Well, yeah. I mean, if he, he knows who that is, he has a vague idea. I think of who it comes from. It just assumes that nothing will happen, you know? Yeah. Um, but I do love the button on this whole story with him just opening the door and just a silent fury. I was <laughs> looking back at him. It's oh yeah. Great. And who better? I know. It's Other great. than Polly, like who, who's, you know, been out of the picture for a while. Right. Next right. episode, by the way, we get Polly uh, back. Yeah. It wasn't this one. I thought it was this one, but it's, it's I, know, I keep go. thinking it's like not, I'm not waking up from this nightmare. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that, that is, it's so satisfying. It is. Yeah. So Tony, I guess does get the money back. Right. I mean, you know, well, he, that's what he says. He's like, I'll assume the guy's debt. You know what I mean? Right. And that costs Tony a little bit of money, but you know, Artie's not wrong when he has that moment and he's like, worst case scenario, you eat for free, mm-hmm. you know, because like it's not like Tony has to go out on a limb to go collect. Mm-hmm. It's like he's got things in place to make sure he gets his money. Right. It's just that like at this point, like obviously Artie feels terrible and it's so much money to him. I mean, $50,000, like I can't even imagine, you yeah, know what imagine I mean? Having to scrounge that up. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but like to Tony, it's, it's kind of just business and Artie's like, worst case scenario, you eat for free. And yeah, Tony didn't really lose out that much on the thing, assuming that he gets his money back, which I'm sure he does. Yeah. Or, or yeah, he probably gets all of it back, I guess. Yeah. But so, so two questions then, like, is it totally completely a scam on uh, Jean-Philippe and Elodie's part? Like, Sure. I think like, so. so it, I mean, there wasn't any hope. I mean, I mean, it's fairly obvious watching it that like, you know, it's not going to be the next vodka, but like, right. But you think it was just completely 100% just like a scam or like there's, I like, think there's no business. There's some business and he's just, there just probably, needed money from someone. There probably is. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, it just, I mean, Jean-Philippe just seems so, um, 
experience. Mm. He's he's he he his gamesmanship in this is pretty good when he's like defending it to Artie and he's like, mm. oh, I meant to call you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like all that stuff. So it seems to me like he knew that this was going to happen. Mm. Uh, but also. I just think that like the point is that it was a stupid investment. Like when he's talking about how he needs this much money to, to free up this much money. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it just, I, I would just be like that you need what? Like, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, I just think it was dumb on Artie's part regardless. Yeah. Like, and I think that's more the point was right. He kind of popped the first thing that moved because he wants to have this like cool. Mm. He wants, he wants to have, you know, s- you know, something spinning out there mm-hmm. on the street, you know? And I think he just like jumped at it and they got him. Right. Yeah. Cause like all the smarter people involved here, like Artie asks like, well, what's going to happen in two weeks that's different than today, you know, when, when Artie first goes to him. So I guess, yeah, there was a lot there to, that Artie just didn't see. Um, yeah. But so the other thing too, I mean, like, do you, do you feel like Tony did just know this was going to be the outcome that he looked at it and was like, yeah, or like, I think, I think honestly, Tony, given his, his, uh, state the state that he was in mm. of new jersey um <laughs> you know what with the gloria trillo and all that stuff which is you know great mm. great kid uh <laughs> but, but uh i think that given the state he was in i think that he probably like he probably did the math at as Artie says at like internet speed <laughs> and, <laughs> which was fairly slow back then yeah, i was just gonna say like 28 8 <laughs> like maybe maybe 56k yeah um but he uh you know, I think that given his his the, the moment that we were in, I think that Tony probably wanted it to work out for Artie. Yeah. But I think that Tony didn't care in a way because he selfishly just wanted to help people. Which right. Which is a weird thing to say. Yeah. It's kind of contradictory. But like he was he's trying to make himself feel better about his like his run in the world. And who better to help than Artie? Who's right. Who's like doesn't have the simplest life and it's in the most like above board plain legal kind of way. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that like, he was probably like, eh, like I've had people owe me money before I can figure that out clearly. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think that, I think that in a way he was like, not that he got played at all by Artie or like he did something dumb, mm. but I think that he was like, looking for that kind of opportunity and he found it and it was like what worked for him at that moment you know he wanted to give someone a hand with something don't you think yeah i think so um he basically had to like convince Artie to let him borrow to lend him the money yeah totally i mean it was definitely a self-serving and he yeah i think you're right that he just wanted to feel good about himself Mm -hmm. um and i mean it is a nice thing i guess in some way but i do like we've talked about it before, like Tony really does see like multiple steps ahead mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, like with the Davies Catino bust out and now this, he's kind of busting out already here, I guess a little bit. Um, yeah. I mean, he lets him out of the headlock though, which is so crazy. I mean, that's yeah. like already vol- like volunteers to bust out. He's like, I think that would more than cover the 50 K. I mean, come I on. Imagine, like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess, that's like the complicated and cool thing about the character of Tony Soprano, right? Is that there's a lot going on there. And like, I feel like he did sort of also think, I think he basically looked at it was like, this is a win-win kind of either way. I can help Artie feel good about myself and worst case scenario, like Artie says, I eat for free, you know? Yeah. So yeah, he knows that this is like not a, if it is a mistake, then it's not really going to be that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But I feel like, you know, and he, he gives it a little bit to Artie. He's like, I got this 3K here. Someone will come by later today with the rest of it. Artie was probably like, ew. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yes. like, I'm in it. <laughs> Someone's going to come by later with the rest of it. A bag man. Um, first of all, carrying around 3K is crazy. Uh, but then also, speak- yeah, I mean, come on. I get like, nervous. You have that when in your pocket. I have like 60 bucks on me and I'm like, I'm good for the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think that one, like I rarely go to the ATM because I pay so many things on my card. Yeah. So I'll take out, yeah, like 60 or like even 40 and just be like, all right, cool. Like I'm good. I'm, I'm done. Um, I cannot imagine carrying that much cash, which is, but so that's crazy. Um, dif- I, different world. Man. Yeah. Uh, we should, I guess, talk about the Gloria Trillo thing. Kind of a, kind of a big thing for Tony here. Oh yes. Gloria Trillo. Yeah. Uh, RIP. See you at the crossroads, Gloria. Yeah, exactly. She's gone. She's a goner. I, I love how I, the, the scene where Tony finds out is really good. It is really good. He's yeah. like, 
there's that there are those long lingering shots of him like pretending to be asleep yeah and then they cut over to his face and he's just like totally flabbergasted yeah and and she's like you remember that that woman that nice woman from globe motors he goes no <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> this rolls over yeah yeah uh, sad, sad for Gloria. Uh, but she really just was very unlucky with men. So, uh, so Tony's thinking it's it's his fault. What is with this guy at the dealership? Like, look, I know. if I hang myself <laughs> and someone comes by during the podcast and was like, "Hey, we remember that other guy?" Don't be like, "I got the feeling he wasn't very lucky with the the women." You know, please don't tell people. T- tell people that I like got hit by a bus or something. Okay, you know. All right, fair enough. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, or better yet, that I like crashed in a golden Mercedes or right. something okay because yeah. i think that that's probably i don't know it's just that scene is so strange where it he's is. like digging about it way too much information this guy's giving away yeah yeah he just really wants to sell a mercedes to tony <laughs> like yeah she killed herself sorry and if i help you get over it here's an s class <laughs> <laughs> right right here in front of us yeah, we can take it out yeah um so yeah i mean that's really what sets tony off just kind of uh you know he's reeling this episode from grief i guess and also yeah. self-pity but you know it's well not well he he also feels trem- a probably i'm sure a tremendous amount of guilt because yeah. of the way that it ended between the two of them yeah like i don't think uh, i think it's fairly relatable and kind of understandable that he would feel that way you well, know like objectively it's probably not his fault that she died you know yeah. what i mean like like people I mean, to get serious for like a hot second, like people, Mm. people with like bipolar disorder and stuff like that, like she clearly had a lot of problems, probably like, like clinical depression, like that kind of like chemistry shit. Right. People that kill themselves when they're like that, they die of mental illness. You know what I mean? That's like, there's no way around it even though they're outside stresses like the election. Um, (laughs) Right. but, But like, uh, it's, I think that like we can pretty safely say like, no, it's not Tony's fault that she killed herself. She would have found some other trouble to get into. Right. And being with Tony might not have been the worst thing that happened to her in her life. I don't mean that sarcastically like it's a good thing. I mean, there probably have been worse moments in this woman's life. Yeah. Like led her to this upbringing or, or yeah, or literally just biological. Um, You know, it's, it's impossible to say. And, you know, I don't know, like I feel like, everyone kind of has a tendency to make things about themselves. Like if someone at work, like who's usually nice to me, just kind of like walks by me one day, I'm immediately like, well, what did I do? Like, what's going on? Like really it's like that person just has like a million fucking things going on. And you know, like everyone's kind of thinking about themselves in a way. So Tony, that's well, what, he what is Tony also does. a bad person. I know that's yeah. And when he gets that little trigger, you know what I mean? Like, right. Like it's, that's why he feels so heavy about it, I think, because he's like legit bad. And he's right. And he's like, uh, it's like, here's confirmation, basically. Yeah. And yeah. then he goes, I mean, Tony on a bender is really interesting. Like he's, mm. running, <laughs> he's like running around town with like a bottle of Armagnac <laughs> in the cup holder. You know what I mean? Right. Lending money, yelling at therapists and shit. <laughs> yeah. The true. scene between him and Melfi is one of the best in a while. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Good to have that back. It's good to have that back. It's very intense. You get a little bit of Melfi because like clearly she's very upset by this i wonder when it happened you know because i would be yeah. it'd be interesting to go back trying to f- try and try and figure out when that happened because you know you get little shreds of melfi's life and mm. like the way that she's acting at certain times i mean i don't know if it was like you know covered uh if they like accounted for it you know episodes back mm-hmm. but it would be interesting but it's a really good scene because they're very honest with each other yeah in a lot of ways and and melfi does help him in that she you know, because I'm sure she felt the same way in a lot of ways, like right. responsible. Like she failed her, right? Yeah, and she did fail her, but like mm. that's it's not her. She's she's not. Melfi wasn't the cause of anything. She was hired to help her mm-hmm. stop this stuff. But like, it's a rare moment of truth between them where the, where they can have everything above board, and they're both kind of in grief. And she and Melfi's the only one that he can talk to about it. Really, I know. Yeah. Yeah, true. I mean, who's he obviously can't bring it up with Carmela. I mean, the guys won't understand, really, you know. I mean, maybe, maybe honestly, weirdly, Artie might be the only one who, like, could understand that if you talked to him about it. That's true, actually. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, and that goes to, like, a bigger thing. It's like, Tony's just, like, 
he's a lonely it's a lonely life to be Tony Soprano as much as like Artie looks at it and it's like look at all this stuff he has and as happy as he looks at the end like you know after the Billy Joel concert yeah it's like you're you're a lonely guy if you're Tony Soprano you know yeah and it's it's it, yeah it's and and he strives to isolate himself right legally right which um, is doing Christopher even in the first scene which is that kind of interesting actually that is really really interesting um yeah. speaking of vendors but yeah, yeah so it's really sad about Gloria really the dream sequence here is really nice. Uh, yeah. I think it gets a little bit like it's a little literal for my taste. Mm-hmm. I like the ones like like we'll get to the test dream in mm-hmm. a couple of hundred years. And like that, it's so abstract. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and this one isn't isn't quite so much, but it's a it's a really nice thing to come back to. And it's a very mature dream sequence for the yeah. first time in a while. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's creepy. Uh, that song in the background, I think, is once again the same one that's been in like a couple dreams the, now. The flamingos or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Is that the tell the it was in like um not yeah. the telltale, but the you know, the, the Tennessee one... Multisanti episode. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, where uh where Tony, I love your cannoli. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's, or no, the, well, the Christopher, the, the, the sausage one or the, that's right. right that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's, uh, it's also sampled by the Fugees. Oh, I did not know. Good uh, to know. Yeah. That's how a lot of people know that too. Um, it's, but it, it, yeah. it's a good dream sequence and I like how they change up the color. They had a little more fun with the way they shot it for the first time in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be more of a thing as we get more dream sequences as the show goes on, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, yeah, agreed. Um, it's cool. It's creepy. I, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's not on the level of like the test stream, but I do like that. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, some of the literalness is kind of cool. And, um, like, I like that her scarf is like so long and it's kind of like flowing. It's a cool little image. And, and the sound of her basting, whatever it is, yeah. it's like so weird. weird and sexual. And then that taps into the whole thing with his mother and the meat and yeah. the, the what have yous. And, and like when they start to kind of hook up a little bit, like he goes like right for the boobs, kind of like, you know, like this weird maternal thing, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. A little bit. Um, but uh, well, she must remind she must have reminded him of his. Well, she oh, did. Sure. Remind yeah. Him of his mother, of course. I mean, that was like really obvious. But, right. Um, it doesn't get explicitly brought up this episode, but, you know, um, I'm sure that was also part of it too, you know? Well, and this goes back to his, you know, his mother was miserable and anyone, yeah, you know, anyone with a parent like that is wondering what they did wrong. Why couldn't they make their, their mother happy or something? Mm. He's thinking the same thing about Gloria. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, so yeah, RIP Gloria. Um, uh, great kid. Yeah. Tony reaching out to, he reaches out to Artie. Janice is a nice little scene with Janice there. Janice, also scamming. Janice is great. She's Janice is scamming, but like, I, I like this scene with, with Tony and Janice. Yeah, I do too. It's kind of nice when they sort of get along. Yeah. Kind of. You kind of can't tell, but yeah. I think they are. Yeah. And then, and then Janice's little like, Ooh, the histamines, like with the, with the Armagnac. <laughs> right. Just like, Oh, yep. Yep. Should have, both of them should have known at that point that it was just like, Nope, this is not going to, this, this thing is not going to work out. Nope. Uh, and then who else? It's, it's, it's already Janice and, and he offers some suits to cousin Brian. Real nice. He's a great guy, as You're many great people guy, say. Tony. Yeah, one of the more awkward parts about the episode, actually, is everyone calling him a great guy. Well, he he also has that happen. Uh, 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 Davy Scatino says that to him. Oh, You're, does he? You're a great man. <laughs> when uh, when he's uh, getting busted out, and he's like, you know, his life is really on its last legs there. Yeah. Oh, um, but yeah, people telling him he's a great guy is is really really strange yeah it's like slightly clunky especially the cousin brian scene because like if you look you can really tell it's an overdub and like they just oh yeah i hate like, that yeah it's just it just it just doesn't sound right i don't know that's like the why, my one of my complaints about the episode definitely sure a few complaints but that's one of them well i feel like when when it was airing in standard definition like those overdubs were probably much less obvious maybe like yeah. there are scenes where it was clearly not shot at a high enough frame rate to slow shit down but they do mm. and you can really see it in hd but i feel like if you were just watching on like your mother's old television <laughs> right you, you might not have noticed TV. yeah, yeah. T- a tube tv <laughs> yeah we got a question about that and i still don't have the answer for it. like why some scenes were shot like that and some weren't i, I don't know i guess it was either like i uh, i don't know <laughs> it was a planning thing you know they Maybe. realized after a while that it wasn't long enough that yeah. they to stretch it out uh well anyway we should uh we'll take a little break now yep uh yep. we'll come back yep. and get some uh we got the two sons to talk about so a little christopher a little aj and uh and we meet devin pillsbury by the way 
She's fantastic one. name. Booyah, hottie. <laughs> you think she's the heiress to the Pillsbury Doughboy franchise? Are we supposed to think that? Like, who who knows? Her, her dad invented shit. pigs in a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we will be right back. This is No Fucking ZD. Bye. A bottle of red. A bottle of white. It all depends upon your appetite I'll meet you anytime you want In our Italian restaurant No fucking ZD is brought to you by Those uh, fucking shoes you wear Dawson's favorite director was Steven Spielberg, actually, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to No Fucking CD. I gotta say, for 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 what a rookie AJ is, that's a that's a good choice of song. I think. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Uh, hand it to him. He's, it looks like he's playing it off of like Music Choice or something on cable. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about AJ uh, hiding his boner because we haven't talked about his dick in a long time. This poor kid. <laughs> Let's go back to our season one stuff. Yeah, AJ's, exactly. AJ's dick. No longer swat and flies alone. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. You notice the cold chamber sweatshirt goes and in comes Devin Pillsbury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cleaning them up. Yeah. All, all this shit that they that they do with as far as you know they're uh, like he's he's posturing as like this Michael Corleone type thing. Mm. Um, it's it's really embarrassing. <laughs> frankly, <laughs> it's, it's extremely embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, uh, but Devin's uh Devin's a good pick. I mean, um, I guess, good yeah. for AJ. Definitely, uh, definitely going above his 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 grade there, if you will. Or... You always want to marry up. I think that right. that's that's the point here. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, also, shout out to Paul Dano, who is is like, that actually Paul Dano? Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> is it? I don't think it is. I think it's some. I thought it was just. I thought they just looked remarkably alike. No, that's definitely Paul Dano. Oh, okay. I don't know. You didn't see the scene where he's he starts preaching the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh right yes uh shout out to there will be blood by the way yeah good excellent movie. movie we should just honestly want to switch to that switch over to, switch that. Over to that. this cool. is the, welcome to the there will be podcast <laughs> there will be podcast that's actually a good name for a there will be blood podcast yeah uh yeah aj uh you know he's uh late teens now getting some getting serious listening to uh some really funny hilarious high school teenage boy advice on how to just like poke the outside before you uh before you open the door tap on the perimeter oh high school sex advice it's a good scene man it's a really good scene i love his car too he's it's one of those old toyotas where you shut the door and like the the, the shoulder belt like comes the seat, over yeah, you yeah. <laughs> i the, saw that, that yeah. was always breaking <laughs> yep always uh, yeah, AJ, uh, so he's dating, dating Devin Pillsbury, Pillsbury, and, uh, and what's going on here? They, they everyone's obsessed with money. This, I mean, this, yeah. this episode, this season in general, realizing it more and more, just like how much everyone's obsessed with money. Again with the money. Again with the money. I mean, even Carmela with her Yadro, she's, she's really embarrassing. I would, don't even want to say what it costs. <laughs> I think she just says <laughs> yeah. what it costs. Yeah. A little beat. $3,000. $3,000. Uh, yeah. I mean, so his friends are like totally obsessed with the, the gangster lifestyle and uh, and just imagining, you know, kind of like a lot of people in the series have like, ooh, like what's going on in that house? Like what's right. going on in the Soprano compound? Not much. Not much at all. Yeah. It's actually kind of like a regular house. Air um, conditioning. Right. Diet Coke. Yeah. Sandwiches. Sandwiches. <laughs> television. Like <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Devin's house, man, like it, it just blows Tony out of the water. It blows everyone's yeah. out of the water. It's like, and it's so like absurdly crazy. I mean, I think that in many ways, I, I drew a parallel with Jean Philippe because, like, mm. you know, Jean Philippe like thought that you know, like in in most in most circles, you know, he's he's got the drop on on Artie, mm. but he doesn't realize that there's this like upper echelon mm. that just trumps him completely. Mm -hmm. And then same with same with AJ, he's like, we're rich, we have a housekeeper three days a week, you know, and 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 they are rich, like they, they are, have yeah. a really cushy life, and like, you know, thinking about getting a new car, you know, like that mm -hmm. kind of thing, and he has no idea that there could that that. Like talking to 99% of people, he'd be the richest guy in the room. Yeah. But he has no idea what's going on with Devin. 
Right. Yeah. Not and, at all. And her dad's house with the Picassos and shit. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. And, and the rubber sole on vinyl, <laughs> like an original print of rubber sole or which costs like five bucks <laughs> at a yard sale, by the way, that's, that's one of yeah. the things that's not worth much money in that scene. <laughs> Maybe not. Think about it. They sold like 11 billion fucking copies of it. Right. <laughs> the market is saturated with rubber sole, rubber sole vinyl. Right. Uh, what does Devin's dad do? Do we, do we learn that? Never talked about that. I think that he invented pigs in a blanket though. Right. Right. Um, he's, he's the little doughboy, right? He's, he's the little <laughs> doughboy. He's a little tiny man. He pulls up in the auto court <laughs> in his Fiat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, like the show loves to kind of compare like Tony to like, who are the real gangsters? Like who are the real money makers? And, right. and this is like another comparison there. Uh, and, I mean, we're, I mean, I, at the very least we can assume that he makes money legally. Yeah. You would think so. But so, I mean, I feel like we would have heard of him. Right. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess so. But at the same time, it's like you have that much money. Like you kind of are like a legal gangster in a way, just like you can pay off probably whatever they can get. You can like Devin, I'm sure I, I forget where she ends up. I don't know if we ever really find out, but like not really. It doesn't. I, it probably doesn't matter what her grades are. She's getting into whatever college she wants, right? I mean, I guess you know, so. Like but it, I, but I mean, I don't know. Do you think that that this is really about that comparison? I don't know. I mean, I just it's. I, I, I feel don't like know. it's just AJ like learning about the world and like he li- he's like he's grown up. He's lived he's lived in this like little teeny like bubble for a really long time mm. and sort of will continue to in many mm-hmm. ways. But like he he doesn't really get the world, you know. As Carmela says, he's really got a shitload to learn about life. He does, yes, big time. It seems like he has mellowed out in terms of like being a dick to his teachers all the time and stuff like that. For now, yeah. For now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those weird things. And again, it's, it's like weird and, and awkward and kind of like cringy and embarrassing, but it is something that's sort of relatable, you know, like you think you're on the same level with someone and then it's like, oh shit, like, okay. There's this other like, thing. Yeah. You were either like talking down to me or like, you know, or even or, just how money can influence it. Like, cause Devin seems like kind of nice and, she does. and like good natured in general, other than this like weird fascination with the mafia, right? which I'm convinced that like they don't really get it. You know, if they knew how brutal it, they, they, they think that it's like this Godfather esque thing and Mm. like it's mythologized, but they don't realize how mundane slash dark it actually is. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, she seems, she seems fairly nice and like, she cares. She seems to care about it less than Anthony. I mean, it's nice to have a lot of money and to not care about it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. So there's that. But yeah. I think that it kind of changes things up for him and he's like, well, you know, I thought that I had this going for me essentially. Right. But he, but he didn't. And I think he like sort of reexamines his worth a little bit. Cause he, he says it, he, he's like, I feel stupid, you know? Yeah. Which is understandable. And, and he you is. Know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. It's understandable on a few levels, I guess. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's weird and awkward and, uh, and uh, you know, surprisingly though, I have to say they handle it well. Like it's kind of amazing that, that he's like as open as he is with this girl considering like his parents and where he comes from, you know, yeah. but he's like, so like open with his feelings. Like I feel so stupid, you know, it's kind of weird to see AJ being like the honest one in a strange I know strange it's way. like you got to talk to your partner you know what I mean right. that's the thing that's what we've been saying do you I, remember like not being able to find a place to have sex like I remember that happening and being like fuck we can't go to my house like, <laughs> where, what are we gonna do that's a problem I'm really happy to not have anymore yes. you know what I mean like I have too many places now to have sex yeah you're doing it all being the time used. <laughs> Evan's currently doing it yeah. and it's very strange but exactly. we're gonna continue anyway <laughs> yeah the, the trip to the city is so fucking weird and funny and uh uh, and yeah, that's an, that's another thing. He's so open with Meadow about it, like you know, like we're gonna use your dorm to like bang. Fuck yeah! <laughs> like, and well, she wants she she wants to do it with him, which is kind of cool. Devin does, not yeah. Meadow, right? Not Meadow, no, not Meadow. <laughs> yeah, I know her her look of disappointment as she's sitting there is really funny. You know, it's not just like Adrian's not just like stringing her along. Like they're both like, yeah, like this makes sense. Of course, we're gonna go and just like do it in a dorm. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. Ridiculous. Oh, it's totally dude. ridiculous. And when the light bulb, it's like, it's a dumb plan from the get go. Like when the light bulb hits him, he's like, my sister's dorm room. It's just like, what do you do? What? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's weird. Super weird. Like th- they're all their friends have cars and AJ doesn't have a car yet, I guess. No. Does AJ ever have, oh, he gets a car obviously in season six that when, when the, the SUV like blows up, but, but yeah. And then he gets a new car at the end, I guess. But uh, well, yeah, he, I mean, he gets the, the X Terra at some point, but but he's always getting he's always getting driven around. There's always someone beeping outside in the driveway for Yeah, anything. but maybe maybe he's on the young side for his class. I was. All my friends were driving before I was. Mm. But, but at the same time, I don't know. 
I mean, regardless, you would think that, yeah, there's someplace else to go other than the dorm. Well, like his and, bedroom or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not the couch. Like, you, you need to do it on the couch in the living room. Yeah. Anyways. Do we think they've done it at all? Is AJ? No, 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 no. Not at all. Right? She's like, I really wanted to be alone with you. Right. Say, like, and that's the the go ahead. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, 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 right. Anytime you hear that, anyone out there, whoever says it to you, that's what they mean. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to the kid who uh, asked us about about graduating high school. Oh, yes. I wanted to be alone with you, depending on the context. <laughs> <laughs> right. Generally is a is a is some sort of an agreement for sex. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, this is a, a, a dumb Get it in writing, kid. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Um, this is a dumb plan from the get go. Um, and Meadow's whole thing, she's like, I thought we'd go to the alphabets. My friend is reading. I'm like, that's, I li- we live in New York. That sounds boring. Mm-hmm, I'd mm-hmm. rather be at home, <laughs> you know, just chilling out. Yeah. By the way, shout out to Chuke. Chuke, the guy at the Ch- front desk. Yeah. There. Yeah. She's, and she's just like, this is Chuke. He's like, he just got accepted to Yale Law. He just goes, sup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, but yeah, they, they, I mean, I guess really it's just about AJ and, and specifically just being totally out of his element and they have this weird like moment yeah. where they're seeing how the other side lives and like kind of think they're being enlightened. And I guess it's kind of like Tony, like wondering who he is and where he stands in the world and, and you know, whether or not he's a good person and they're just seeing these people and just, you know, kind of taking, uh, you know, like AJ says, he's just really lucky to be rich and living in a big house, you know, it's true. It's, yeah. It's, but they just can't compute anyone else in a lot of ways like when they're driving through the bronx to get back right they're like i just don't i just don't know how these people live you know and it's like that's how most people live right like compared to you you know like uh, yeah they just don't get it they've got a shitload to learn about life as carmela says they do Uh, and i don't think we see much of Devin. like i mean she's 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 around for this season yeah she, she gets mentioned you know he's talking on the phone with Devin a lot i think that his grades sink and stuff like that but mm. she stays in the picture for a little while a little yeah i can't remember if it's beyond season four or not but for for a little while i don't really i don't think so yeah. but i don't know it's good to I, I think that this is all very healthy stuff you know as you grow up you just you 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 ascend you see the forest for the trees you realize that you're not the only game in town mm-hmm. like that kind of thing and he's having that moment it's actually kind of an interesting aj episode it is yeah in that regard we don't get a, a ton of those until season six mm, yeah aj in general is, is more interesting than he gets credit for i think I Me- she's, he's more interesting than meadow it I think. kind of is yeah i was thinking about that today like you know i mean meadow has some story left but but it's it's I don't know not as much in a way. AJ AJ is going to go through a lot more than she will for the remainder of the series. Well, I would in say. terms of like what the show is about, AJ right. we're, AJ is still dealing with that stuff. And like mm-hmm. you know, imagine you know the, there's this mythology about like what your dad does for a living, and it's this mm-hmm. thing that's like both cool, but people also have a morbid curiosity about it. Mm-hmm. It's that's that's got to affect you a little bit. Yeah. You know? And like when they try to find the strip club and they wind up at Satrials <laughs> and like all that shit, it's hilarious. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, you know, and he'll come back around to this a little bit when he's, when he's, you know, hitting the clubs. Yes. With l- the, with the Jasons, with the Jasons, yeah. you know, later on. Oh uh, no, no, no. I mean, hitting the clubs with, uh, with, uh, Fernando or, or oh, whatever okay. his name is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. you know, he'll be getting a shoulder rub and all that stuff. He'll be like, yeah, I've been thinking about having this guy rubbed out, you know, and stuff, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> Anyways. Um, that's all I got on AJ. Well, yeah, I just think that I think we've said it before, um, which is another name we could probably use for this podcast. Uh, but we'll get to that. And we've said this before, but, yeah, uh, but, exactly. but, um, you know, it's I think like the closer you are in age to AJ, the less you like him. And then like as time goes on, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, like I get it. You know, yeah. it's, it's really weird being a high school kid. And uh, I mean, as we can relate to being a high school guy, too, it's just like a weird time. I you still know, feel that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do, too. But like, you know, you're not anywhere near as tough as you like are portraying to the world, you know, and like, yeah. you're way like high school dudes in general and, and especially high school guys, I think, are like are the more sensitive, the, you know, the more sensitive sex, I guess you could well, say. Well, because I like, just, it's, it's this, it's this like nonstop onslaught of you being like, Hey, I'm kind of cool. And then realizing mm-hmm. you're not. Yeah. A lot of posturing. Being like, Oh, well now I'm cool. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I should be cool because of who my dad is, but I don't really know what he does. And I can't really tell how cool and dangerous it might really be. And I'm trying to define myself. Yeah. So, 
Uh, the one thing he mentions in this episode, the the dog getting hit by a car, I think is hysterical because like he calls it a guard dog. So I guess the Sopranos had a puppy or a, a, a pet dog at some point. That's actually really good. good oh, man. Uh, that makes me laugh. Uh, but uh, we should talk about the the other Tony's other uh, son, and that's Christopher, who who who's uh, also struggling. In this He's episode. having a real tough time. He's reaching the point where he can't manage the drugs anymore. You know, for like a little while, you can you can show up to work and uh, be okay for the day and come just home. Just chipping. Yeah, and and or yeah, or just do like a little bit here and there, I guess. Uh, yeah. But now at this point, it's like directly affecting his work, and he looks so fucked up in that first scene with Tony. <laughs> Oh, like, dude. Embarrassingly fucked up. He's he his acting is really good. It is, with yeah. His on you know his dope acting. Yeah, he's very good. But this is the episode where Tony like really comes out and well, they both kind of like lay it on the table that mm-hmm. like this is working and going the direction where where Tony wants it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, or so he thinks. I mean, you know. Well, yeah. We know what's going on, and it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty bad in the long run. It's all gonna be really bad. Yeah. Um. And uh, of course, it's affecting Adriana still as well. And 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 then you know, by the end of the episode, they they don't make it to the to the Billy Joel concert, which is and and the the dinner, which you know, like is more than just a social. It's not just a social event. It's it's kind of like a career thing for Christopher that he just straight up misses. Well, and then was was <clears throat> Furio and his Gumar like originally not. Sp- were they not supposed to go yeah. and then they they got they got put in there? They got put in there, yeah, because Carmela asks if they can get another couple tickets and Hesh's guy could only get six. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see that storyline, by the way. I know. Hesh buying Billy Joel tickets like through Ticketmaster maybe or something. <laughs> yeah. Being like, I've got a guy. <laughs> Ticketmaster.com. Ticketmaster.com. Um, yeah, so I mean like, you know, obviously we'll see where this is all going to wind up with Christopher, but Tony should be seeing some signs here that he's just totally missing. You know, yeah, I, and and you know, he asks if he's fucked up, and he's like, "We had some wine," yeah, you know, and it's like that's you, these guys drink wine all day. That's not what right is going on there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a huge. It's one of Tony's like few managerial blunders, I guess you could say. Well, he says that he says the biggest blunder of my career. He does say that, right? Yeah, he says that after he kills Christopher. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so you've seen the show. Yeah. <laughs> you, you sound like you know what you're talking oh, about. Oh boy, hey. It says spoiler alert at the beginning. It does. True. Um, yeah. I mean, you would think for a guy who sees 20 steps ahead that he might pick up on this. But I guess like he's just ah, good weird, point. He's really blinded by this like idea that they're that they're the same blood, you know, which we come to kind of learn out. Learn isn't totally true. Right. He's it's like not, it's like a cousin. They are cousins like way back, I guess. But, yeah, it doesn't. But actually, Adriana explains this later this season, I believe, to the uh, FBI lady. Yeah. Or the beginning of season five. She does. Yeah. 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 Uh, so there it's something more like on 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 his aunt's side. That, you know, it's like a weird Italian thing. I guess we're like they're super close family, but not really he's making a bit of a molehill out of it. If you ask me. Yes, he, he totally is. Yeah. Uh, or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've noticed that like rewatching just how often if it's a, if it's an AJ, if it's an AJ episode, it's usually also a Christopher episode. And so mm-hmm. I don't think it's like a mistake that there, obviously there's no mistakes on this show. Um, <laughs> but it's no coincidence that, that like, we're going to get a little bit of both in the same episode here. Right. You know? Totally. Because I mean the, the, it's, it's the two sides of Tony's like essentially his, his, uh, you know, fatherhood, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, totally. and, uh, he's dealing with AJ completely differently than he deals with Christopher. Mm -hmm. And you know, the reasons for that I think are even beyond Tony a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like obviously AJ doesn't have what it takes really. Right. I mean, perhaps he could, but that's not what they want, you know, and he loves Christopher, but like not enough to keep him out of the mafia. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird. And he's sort of like ignoring, I mean, AJ's like doing okay right now. There's nothing like really pressing going on with AJ, but like other than his, wiener right but, uh, Pressing. <laughs> but at the same time like he's not really paying attention to either at the moment you know that's true actually um that's true he's he, the, tony's in this like wallowing state right and like the people around him are 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 you know going through things and he's missing them right this christopher thing with his addiction is going to come to a head at some point yeah fairly soon another yeah. couple weeks um but uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess it just kind of surprises me that he doesn't. Re- I think 
I it surprises me that he, it surprises me that he doesn't pick up what's going on, which makes me kind of think like he might be somewhere underneath, but like isn't sure how to really think about it, you know? Yeah, like he always sort of knows these things, or at least feels these things. You yeah. Know? Um. So, but I don't. but it's going to continue to be an issue, and it's going to get worse. Yeah, it's it going to go on and off for yeah. the rest of Chris's life, basically. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, like we said, it is, it's totally affecting Adriana now big time. Um, you know, so that, which is also kind of really a part of the downfall of everyone really, when you think about it, you know, that when, when they have to get rid of Adriana, that kind of ends Christopher and Tony's relationship effectively. Uh, and in many ways, yeah, yeah. it just makes it impossible for, for, for that, like that love, you know, and that family feeling to stay there because, of the sacrifice that Chris is asked to make. It's like, you yeah. know, it, the, he, he's clearly already hit his threshold. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's what we can attribute the drug use to, mm-hmm. but like, you know, what, based on what happens with Adriana, I think that it's just like so many steps too far. It's mm-hmm. just totally, it's just irreparable at that point. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we're like, you know, we are, believe it or not, like it's, everything kind of seems really minor, but like we're kind of starting to set up the end game of like the whole show here, you know, like, so I don't know, season four. It is the second half. It is. Yeah. But it's, it's really like, I don't know, nothing is ever really wasted on the show, but like all the little pieces that are moving into place this season as boring and slow as it might feel to some people. And like, mm-hmm. I'll admit sometimes it kind of is, it's not like the most exciting season, but like, like the Christopher Columbus episode. Right. But like, it is like putting things into place that will like really play a huge, huge part in how the show ends, you know? Well, and it's a cool season in that like we've got there's a lot of straight up mafia stuff but also the great thing about the world that it took so many seasons to set up with all of this nuance and all of these people Mm. and all these different interests and things like they have the ability to be Mm. like okay well now we're going to do an Adriana episode Mm -hmm. now we're going to do an Artie Chris and uh and and AJ episode Mm -hmm. essentially and this is very much a Tony episode but it's very much about the people around him and Mm -hmm. how and how Tony's business essentially like affects them. Mm-hmm. And in most cases it's pretty negative. Yes. Uh, yeah. Almost exclusively. <laughs> and Tony and Tony kind of realizes that, I mean, he, he's so beyond any sort of like, like regular understanding of this. Mm-hmm. Like he just, he just totally dissociates, you know, like we see it in, in therapy. He's, he's always like, I know a guy like that. You know right. what I mean? He just doesn't, can't see himself at all. But this Gloria thing like hits the nail on the head a little bit too hard. Yeah. And so he essentially races around trying to prove to himself that he's not ruining everybody's life. Right. Yeah. And going back to your point, like, I think that's, that's a really great point that like, yeah, he knows already that he's ruining people's lives. And then to get like a clear example, like Gloria, it just like sends him into a tailspin. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and and speaking of things that he's kind of missing and uh, not realizing are, are are kind of going poorly, uh, Carmela, we get a little bit of her in this episode, and uh, and of course it it all revolves around her her little crush on Furio here. Oh yeah, something else that's happening just right underneath Tony's nose, and he just doesn't pick up on it somehow. And Tony's hitting it hard, going into like full sentimentality mode, mm. like when they're on that date, talking about the blue dress and all that stuff. Of course, Carmela's going to tell this type of story you know, later on where she says like, you know, he showed up with like a, a, a new like drill or something for, for yeah, her for dad, dad or yeah. like a chainsaw or some shit. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> and who knows where that came from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And right. like, but she knew from the get go they have, you know, Tony's able to kind of tell himself these lies. Whereas mm-hmm. like she's, she's not as good at that. She's able to right. tell herself lies about other people like Furio, you know, like, right. I mean, I kind of like that Furio's fitness as a partner isn't really something. I mean, his fitness as a man is <laughs> impressive, but, uh, but, uh, right. he's carved out of wood, that guy. Right. But, uh, but you know, like as far as, as far as Carmela and her, Oh, what I was going to say was, I, I think that it's nice that we don't really go into Furio's personal life, like whether or not he's actually a good soul deep down. Right. It's kind of fun to have that like left hanging. I mean, obviously he's a bad dude. He's a gangster. He's scary. Yeah. But like we don't really know how he is with his, his ladies and stuff like that. And he has he has like uh, he has a thing for Carmela, which clouds his judgment for a while. Mm-hmm. But we don't really have these. The, 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 the show doesn't pose these sort of moral questions about Furio like they do Tony. Right. You know what I mean, right. And I, and I think that that's a nice thing. You know what I mean? Because yeah, he he, he he's left to live in our fantasies just, <laughs> just like Carmela has. Right. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. At this point in the show, at this point in the season, has he shown any, like, you know, has he reciprocated to Carmella at all? I mean, no, not it's just, really. It's just like mini sparks flying between the eyes. Like, do you want mm. a muffin? Okay. You know what I mean? I brought pictures of the house. You know right, what I mean? Right. But, like, I like how it's this long thing that takes a long time to kind of bubble up a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean? I do too, yeah. And I mean, we'll get there when we get there. But I also kind of like how it ends too. Just it's a, a, a really just kind of abrupt ending and kind of out of nowhere, um, but makes a lot of sense by the time we get there. Yeah, and you it know. doesn't really it doesn't go down in some cliche way, which is really nice. What I love about the show. Mm -hmm. um, so everyone's waiting for us to talk about cousin Brian. I'm sure <laughs> he only wears the best. By the yeah, way. yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I'm just joking. I'm, All night, I, I admire your suit. <laughs> uh, not a lot about not a lot about Brian, but you know him. Like Artie, I think is gonna in a couple episodes is gonna start to feel like he's like cool. I'm like one of the guys. Or that might that might even be next episode. Actually. I think it's already happening. I mean, he's at this like fancy like family dinner. Yeah, you know. Um, but it's funny, like going going out to dinner with the, as like couples, and then going to see Billy Joel. It's awfully curb your enthusiasm, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, a little you know, bit. Like, yeah. uh, sounds like a nice night, though. I would still love to go see Billy Joel at Madison Square. I think we should. Yeah, eventually. Um, On drugs. I remember when I first watched the series, thinking that like cousin Brian would somehow accidentally take Tony down because like. I had this big theory in the season that like, he's kind of a shitty accountant. Yeah. Or that like he would, he would, yeah, somehow reveal something about Tony's finances that would like be the ultimate downfall of Tony Soprano. Cause it made sense to me. I was like, it's always like those things you don't notice, you know, that like are sure. just like, kind of slip by or that like he would somehow rat Patsy and the suits out to somebody somehow. And then that would come back to Tony. I thought that cousin Brian was going to be like a much bigger player than he was in the end. Uh, I'm well, really glad I was wrong. You gave him a lot of credit, yeah. man. Well, not so much him. I just thought the writers, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. You know, Adriana told the feds about the suits thing. Now Tony gives one to cousin Brian. Cousin Brian's still hanging around. Like, what's this guy really doing there? I was like, I had the, I had it all mapped out. The end of the Sopranos. And just gonna, nothing. And then nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Nothing. So the guy in the members about. only suit was serving a subpoena. Is yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right, I think that I think that about does her. I think that about does her. We too. got any questions this week? We got a couple questions. Um, here's one that's uh, that's directly about this episode. Um, this is from at your sister's oh, man. crotch. Yeah, at your sister's crotch. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, one of the great overlooked quotes of the series from this episode is "Enough people hate me." Tony says that to Artie in the uh, in the hospital. How much of himself does Tony really see? Do you think? I guess we've sort of already answered that here, but we sort of talked about that. Not not. Not much. Well, I guess, but he, he knows it deep down, you know, that like that people do see him, I guess, as a toxic person and maybe therefore knows that he is a toxic person. Well, he lets himself off the hook. It's like someone being like, being like, yeah, I got to lose some weight. You know what I mean? Like kind yeah. of in passing. It's like, it's, it, it might be true, but it's clearly not something that he takes so seriously. Yeah. But, it, but that's also the side of it where like he wants people to know not to fuck with him. That's part of his, his work. Yeah. And I think that he can justify. Right. You, you know, he's just doing his job. He's a soldier. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and so I don't think that he, I don't think that's really him like, you know, taking in any sort of like bigger picture moral implication. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, he's, yeah, I think he's just worried about how it looks. I think in that same scene, he's just like, you don't care about what people think. And I think that's like almost, all Tony cares about as much as he might say that he doesn't, you know? Well, yeah, you can chalk that up to him being a good gangster, which he sees as fair game. Right. Yeah. Um, let me see. Here's one. Uh, this is from at Vegas Pilgrim. This is, this is uh, about David Chase. Uh, since David Chase had Gandolfini and presumably total control, any idea as to why his post Sopranos feature movie bombed, bombed in all capital letters, by the way, uh, I was talking about not fade away. The movie that came out with Gandolfini, Maybe like two years after The Sopranos ended. I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So, so poor advertising. Uh, I think it's just because like you're when you're David Chase or when you're someone who has like a giant hit series like that. Yeah. I don't think you get told no a lot. Yeah. And and like he I mean, after making the show of the century, essentially for like 10 plus years. Right. You're probably going to kind of want to do th things like in a sort of different way. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like you kind of like, he had total creative control over the series. It did really well. Like, I think that at that point, you're kind of like, I'm not really aiming to please anybody. Like, right. I'm going to do what 
what satisfies me creatively and like you know the movie's good it's just, it is just slow i mean it's kind of like a season four or like season six episode of the sopranos where it's right. like pretty slow and a lot of it's kind of you know off the page if you will and well not really like yeah you know, i mean it's, it's, let's face it it's not the most exciting stuff Okay, well, uh, so, so well, maybe that's your answer. <laughs> there we go. But I still think it was like a good movie and, and worth seeing. Um, here is one more. This is from at RSGMUFC. Okay. Uh, who wins in a Sopranos Royal Rumble? All characters. So if, we're, if they all got into a ring and we're fighting. Ooh, ooh. I'm, uh, Furio? Maybe. Maybe Furio. Are we uh, talking just the fa- like the family family? I think it could be, he says all characters, so like anybody could be Janice. Honestly, that's probably not a bad. <laughs> that's probably not a bad answer because you know she would do whatever it takes to win that shit. Yeah, yeah. He says he th- he thinks either Feech Lamont or Richie, which I think are also two pretty good, pretty pretty good calls. Feech is scary as nuts. fuck. I think if you're gonna say Feech, you got to put Polly in there too. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Junior dies immediately. <laughs> you know what or I mean? just like sits in a corner and bumbles and mumbles to himself. Yeah. Well, like they just hit the bell and immediately Junior goes down. Yeah. You junior, know I mean? we can cross out Junior and AJ immediately. Yeah. I think surprisingly, Meadow hangs out hangs around for a little while. And uh, and maybe yeah. Carmela does too, but yeah, Janice is a really good answer there. Actually, yeah, I think so. I would say that. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's gonna wrap it up for us tonight. Uh, we're we're doing a late Sunday night recording again, so we're gonna put this right up online. So uh, we gotta we gotta wrap this. But um, so we if you don't like it. That's <laughs> why. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're just yeah. We're just protecting ourselves ahead of time. Um, we will be back next week to mm-hmm. talk about yeah, yeah. Uh, the talk I'm about in, the next I'm episode. In, I'm in town. Yeah. I feel like. Everyone's going to need a little bit of us to brighten their spirits after, after hanging out with their families for Thanksgiving. This should be an interest, interesting Thanksgiving across the country. <laughs> this should be really interesting. Oh, boy. Uh, I, our advice, I think, would be to, to avoid anything election-based altogether at Thanksgiving dinner this year, guys. So, um, yep, yep. Talk about The Sopranos. Tell, talk, pe- yeah. tell people all about the podcast. Yes, everyone's assignment. As When someone says, like, pass the turkey, you say, okay, only if you listen to No Fucking ZD. And yeah. then start a conversation about us. It's the uh, fucking best. <laughs> um, so yes, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next next week. Polly returns finally. The return of Polly. Return of Polly. So we'll be back for that. Uh, as always, follow us on the Twitter. Uh, write us some reviews on iTunes. We've seen a couple more of those lately. They've been really good. So much really? appreciated. Oh yeah, we got a couple more reviews. So, so how, how about some bad ones? <laughs> Can we get some bad ones? <laughs> give us bad reviews, but give us five stars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just confuse like, anyone who stumbles upon the podcast. <laughs> this sucks. This is the worst podcast ever five stars yeah exactly that's a good idea <laughs> uh and uh and yeah tweet us uh, tweet us some more questions this week we're always looking for more and uh, again they don't Please have to be about the not show about the that, about the show we yeah. talk enough about this damn show <laughs> you know? uh so yeah follow subscribe like you know all that kind of stuff and uh we'll return next week so happy thanksgiving everybody ha- happy thanksgiving